Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You know how I put my keys underneath the, the switch on the wall for the fridge? Well, I think everyone knows about that now. Okay, yeah. yes, but here's what happened. Mm-hmm. I've had a very big day, so I came back home <laughs> a few minutes ago. Yeah. I put the keys in that special spot to remind uh, me mm-hmm. to turn the fridge back on because it's yeah. off during podcasting, mm-hmm. recording. But then I realized I didn't have a chair to sit on, and the chair, I realized, is where I keep it, which is out on the balcony. But I no. had to... But the balcony's no. locked. No, no, the balcony's locked. Okay. And I couldn't find the keys to unlock the door to get out onto the balcony to get the chair that I need to sit down on. Gotcha. And I was running around like a blue-ass fly. Never heard that ran, before. Ran down to the ute. Mm-hmm. I was really quite stressed. <laughs> and then I saw the keys on the floor beneath the switch. How's that? Does any of that make sense? It's a little like a puzzle. I'm trying to figure yeah. out the kind of... Anyway, the fact is that I use... Um, it's like I use words to remind me of people's names, like melons for Melanie, but then I forget the melons, so I can't remember the melons or her name. Why don't you just try and remember the name instead of adding fruit? Because <laughs> <laughs> then you have to remember... It's like you're, It's like a breadcrumb trail back to the thing you're trying to remember. Yeah. Speaking of getting back to the thing we're trying yeah, to remember... sorry, Paul, sorry. No, that's okay. Welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends. It's our spin-off podcast. Every week, Dad and I have a chat and kind of, you know, add some extra bonus goodness to your week and just sort of, you know, catch up and help everyone defrag after this very weird... It's Dad, it's been an objectively weird week. Mm, I agree. It's been weird. And we've gotten some fantastic emails. So, I thought I would just pile into them if you're up for it. Okay, pile, as in not hemorrhoid in... I mean, we could talk about hemorrhoids if you want. I just don't think we want. Okay, great. So I'm going to read this next one for you. Hang on one sec. Season two, Electric Blue Crash. The fast car John was driving, was that from the car dealership the detectives went to? I'm just curious as to whether... I'm curious as to whether you... I guess what they're trying to figure out is, did you ever drive any of those really cool cars that were kind of sequestered in that parking lot? You know, all the kind of undercover cars. Uh, No, that was just... I just drooled and dreamt. I had a shitty station wagon. Mm. But I had to walk the walk of shame every Monday morning in fingerprints Mm -hmm. because I had to walk past all the beautiful undercover cars to my shitbox Commodore station wagon. And it was a shitbox. So, because 
new 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 um, fingerprint guys every week, mm. and no one really cared about it. In fact, I don't think it was ever washed. It was covered in fingerprint powder. Well, you but could, that's fairly apt. Sure, I mean you could have just dusted it for prints, you know, for practice. Mm. Kind of like the, in um, out in Virginia in the uh, in Quantico, they have a big what's it called? It's like a it's like a field, and they have bodies buried there. That's so right. That yep. Forensics people can practice and dig mm. up the bodies. Mm. Dead bodies. Oh, well, I should hope so. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of straws. You're sort of buried with a reed in your mouth, you know, breathing mm. shallowly while the students sort of clamber around up, upstairs. <laughs> um, okay, look, there's a question here that's a, well, not really a question. It's a follow-up. Now, last week on Loose Ends, we had a chat about what I would say was... It, last week's Loose Ends was basically my favorite episode of this mm. show. Yeah, I loved it. Um, and it all got spurred by a lovely listener who shall na- remain nameless, and she sent a follow-up to us. So I thought I'd read that for you, Dad. Excellent, excellent. That was fantastically funny. Seriously, you guys rock. Smiley face. You just covered the idea of the wider autistic phenotype, i.e. the observable traits, really well, and the overlap with ADHD and mental health issues nicely done. Not surprised your dad thought of a few people in the family who are eccentric or have an actual ASD diagnosis. It is highly heritable. John would love to meet you both too, as would my girls. Maybe one time you're down visiting Paul, you can come to the Dandy Nongs, the tangential ricochets might rip the universe apart though. P.S. We don't use diaries either, but do use a lot of alarms to remind us to do laundry as well. It is so weird. What I'm interested in here, Dad, is the fact that our anonymous uh, listener has mentioned kind of circuitous ways that we remind ourselves for things. You don't use alarms, you hide your keys in bizarre spots to... Mm. Well, I hide them to remind me of other things, but then I can't find the keys. Right. Um, and also read the alarms. I do have multiple different types of alarms for different events. Mm-hmm. The problem is that I, when the alarm goes off, I can't remember the event that it's tied to. Does that make sense? It's so like sometimes a, if yeah. I hear an alarm, I'll run downstairs and there's no washing. It's not on. So my, it's, the alarm was set for something else, but you didn't label the alarm Correct. as what you're saying. Well, I don't label them because I think I've got a good enough memory, which clearly I haven't. <laughs> but I try and label them mentally. Right. Um, have I told you, Paul, and the dear listeners, that I listen to Stravinsky? No. Um, well, I, I would like everyone, I would almost implore everyone to listen to some Stravinsky. Yeah, but d- just to remind yourself to listen to Stravinsky, set an alarm, but don't label it. <laughs> no, but but when the people listen to Stravinsky, they're going to get some more insight into my mind, how it works. Because, and this is, I find this quite fascinating, uh, and that is that Stravinsky is like, can you imagine if you were traveling along on a high-speed train Mm -hmm. and somehow or other you were allowed to throw out, say, 100 xylophones onto the track? Sure. And then you recorded the sound of that, then it got run over by a train in the opposite direction? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what Stravinsky sounds like on a good day. Now, I use that type of music to meditate. Isn't that amazing? It doesn't surprise me. I mean, you're... No, no, but hear me out. It's like it's a stimulant, but it's like two positives make a negative. So if I'm feeling, um, you know, alive, Mm -hmm. to calm me down, I listen to crazy music. I don't listen to calm music. That's pointless. You with me? Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that we once got a an email from a listener of Loose Units 
who I believe lived in either Thailand or Vietnam, and she was staying alone. I, I believe remember. her husband was away. I remember. Yeah. And she was blasting our podcast mm. to make it sound to any burglars, of which mm. there were many in the area, that mm. there were people kind of um, yeah. talking loudly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a, a message this morning from a uh, listener. Mm. Uh, you may have also received it. In fact, I think it's on the, uh, on the uh, you know, the, the site, mm-hmm. the big site. Um, from a listener and she said, look, she didn't want to be pedant. Do you recall that message? Uh, uh, it was about my, me getting my license, and she said, I've said it twice that I got my license at 16 and nine months. She is absolutely spot on. I didn't get my license, and thank you for pulling me up on that. I got my L's. I got my L's, and on my 17th birthday, mm-hmm. the 8th of February, 1960, that's when I was born, 17 years later, mm-hmm. do the maths, 8th of February, 1977. Yeah, I went out for a drive with some friends. Have I? I'm sure I've told you this story, Paul. And let's find, to, let's find out. Oh, okay. My parents had a shitbox car. Sorry, oh wait, Mum. is this the one where it got stolen and graffitied? No, well, and- yeah, but that's not the story. The right. story is that two hours after I'd got my L's on a Friday afternoon, and please, please, listeners, don't go back to that date. And see if it was a Friday. Let's just run with it. And because um, I'm getting slightly paranoid about fact checkers, which is okay. good. Um, but a Highway Patrol police cyclist pulled me over for speeding. And I think I hold, and if, if anyone can beat this, I will tip my hat to them. In fact, I'll go out and buy a hat. Probably I won't. I'll make a paper hat out of, I'll do an origami hat. And I'll tip it because what happened was I was pulled over hours into my license and I lost my license. And the salt that was rubbed into the wound was that that particular highway patrol officer, and I was super nervous, I was super polite, but I was speeding and I I think had a bloody good reason for speeding, which I'll elaborate in a sec. But here's the rub. He was Dutch and he didn't give a rat's ass. So I lost my license yep. and I'd only had it for a few hours. So I had a car that I just bought off my parents mm-hmm. that I couldn't drive mm-hmm. for three months. So I, I, by golly, didn't I polish it because it was parked out the front. Of course. Yeah. God, I, I would love to. I still think one of the good things that we've pitched is you teaching me how to drive and turning it into content, you know. Mm. Should, we- I mean, I'm about to hit. I hit <laughs> I'm going to be 40 in a couple of years. Mm which I'm sure makes you feel super young, and I think it might be useful to know how to drive. What do you mm. think? I'd learn on an automatic. Yeah? Um, yeah, I don't think you need to worry. Um, the chances are... Look, I, I think it's important to be able to drive, particularly mm-hmm. in an emergency, and the fact of the matter, Paul, is that you and Tegan do a lot of country trips in country Victoria. Yes, we And do. should something happen mm-hmm. unforeseen... Uh, what about that amazing case in Western Australia where the, was it a nine-year-old drove to get help for his parents or his dad or something? You remember are that you story? Say, are, you, are you comparing me unfavorably to a nine-year-old? If, are you saying if a nine-year-old can drive? No, I, I didn't say that. To... I'm just saying that in that particular case, this nine-year-old, he, he, I mean, he drove, which is amazing. I don't know how he would have reached the pedals. 
unless he was in a clown's car. Right. Um, but a clown's car would be dangerous on a highway because it'd, oh, it'd go under could, semi-trailers. You know, he could he could fit 15 clowns in there, which would definitely qualify him for the, for the transit lane. Mm. I've never, ever been able to figure out how clowns with massive shoes mm. get out of a tiny car. It's incredible. I think it's, I think it's more of a... I think it's like they're dehydrated. You know, those. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah. a sponge. You add so water you, to them. You drain all the fluid from the clowns, mm. pack them in. And then in one, of them, one of them has a little rose or flower that he squirts inside the vehicle. And yeah. And he they, sprays everyone with water. Yeah. Although you don't want to spray into... If you spray it into the car, they will all deploy and explode. True. Um, True. Yeah. And then you got... What do you got? 15 dead clowns? Yeah. Anyway, here's another email. And this is from someone whose name I didn't write down. Hi, John and Paul. Just want to say how much I've enjoyed your podcasts and I'm currently up to the bullying and suicide part two episode. Please could I get you to give some thought and maybe even a mention to the forgotten service. This group of men and women work 24-7 shifts and are first responders to assaults, suicides and fires. They are themselves assaulted on a regular basis and even killed in the line of duty and have the same stats when it comes to bullying and suicide. They suffer from PTSD caused by what they encounter when doing their jobs to the same extent as the other three services you frequently mention. No idea who I'm talking about? Corrections officers. We are portrayed negatively in every form of media and are not even given the respect of our proper title, but are called guards or even worse, wardens. There are always the bad ones in every organization, but for the most part, we are dedicated, hardworking people who do the best for those in our care despite the many challenges of the job. If a prisoner hangs himself in the office... If a prisoner hangs himself, it's the officer who cuts him down and performs CPR on the corpse until a medical professional arrives to pronounce death, and that can take over an hour at night. Please, could you acknowledge this group of people and start including the Forgotten Service in your considerations? Thanks. Keep up the good work. Dad, thoughts? I'm touched, and um, I felt great empathy during that letter uh, reading, Paul. Mm. And um, I... They're, they're, they're people. They're highly trained. It's a very, very tough gig, and it's a scary gig. And when I used to go out to the bay in Parramatta Jail, there would be prison... And, well, what will I call them? I don't want to call them... Prison officers? Corrections officers. Yeah, I corrections think corrections yeah. officers. They used to be called prison officers. All right, corrections officers. And they would be in the middle mm. of, the, of the ground amongst it, unarmed... And quite often, if things go bad, they could be taken hostage, which is a terrible, terrible, terrible situation. Look, um, you know, that person, um, is dead right. And I, Paul, you may recall that we have two, um, fans that live in a country town in New South Wales. They're the two, and I believe he and possibly both of them work at a jail in the country. Mm-hmm. And they've been to every single show across Australia we've done. And they bring the same book, Loose Units, and every time they line up for an hour after a show and we sign it. And they're, they're correctional officers. Mm. So, um, look, I tip my hat to them and, um, yeah, look, it's, it's a tough, tough job. I would find it very, very traumatic to, and how, how do they switch off? It's, it's tough. Jails are, God, they can be really creepy places. Yeah. I think if you're going to do time, you want to keep it, try and keep a very low profile. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Prisons are really... um, It's a really strange place. And it's a strange concept, and it's a concept I don't necessarily always agree with in the way it's handled or the way it's administrated or the way it's sort of partitioned and, you know, um, Australia does it. You know what I mean? Like, it's a really complex, nuanced thing, uh, and I don't necessarily believe that uh, quite a lot of the time I'm looking at incarceration and just going, I don't know if that's actually going to help people. I don't think, I, you know, you can send people into prison for minor things and they get weaponized. It's really complicated. But and- Paul, Paul, it's all down to to, to finance, to, to money, and that's also the, the problem we could do. I reckon we could do six months of podcasts on crime and punishment. Mm. Um, and look, there are some very, very famous cases in the world where um, the victims of murder, um, their families, have forgiven um, and it takes a very, I'm not going to say special person. Um, I feel as though in this conversation I'm walking on a tightrope mm-hmm. um, because every situation is different. But I also don't want the listeners to think I'm taking the easy, the easy path either. Um, you know, I haven't been in that situation where a person that I love has been the victim of a serious crime. Mm -hmm. I have seen some fantastic uh, results from people that have been incarcerated and I will bet everyone out there, my left testicle, that um, there are people that walk amongst us 
that have done time that we don't know about. And we, you know, the human condition is uh, is complex. And um, look, I, I, it's it's tough. I mean, society wants um, retribution. They want vengeance. Um, I I have a problem with the death penalty for lots of reasons. Me but too. then I've got friends that say to me, oh, yes, but what if your daughter was raped by a pack of bikies? And to me, that's a bit of a base argument. Um, but these are very complex issues. And I think perhaps down the track, Paul, we might um, dip our toe in again. But I do need a little bit of time to, to process and really give this whole subject. But um, I definitely want to include correctional service officers, male and mm-hmm. female, um, amongst the, the the great people in our society that do a particularly tough job. And and we are, as a society, very, very much um, grateful, thankful and appreciative of their hard work that mostly goes unseen. Because what we tend to do in the West is that uh, once the court case is finished and they, they're taken away in a prison van... Uh, we we don't give it much thought. And uh, if ever you want a sobering experience, ladies and gentlemen, just drive past any jail. It's fucking creepy. People seem just, to want to just have a bit of a, you know, out of sight, out of mind approach to I think criminals. So. Yeah. And they yeah. don't, you know, if you know these people, if you know someone who's been put through the, you know, the industrial kind of prison complex and... You, we we actually do have a relative. Mum's going to absolutely... Her toes will be curling... But we do have a relative that went to jail to, uh, I think it was Long Bay. Really? Yep. And, you know, I've tried to get information about it, but it's sort of, it's one of those things in some families that is just put under the carpet and no one ever discusses it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's um, it's heavy. And uh, it's, a, it's a distant relative that, that did something pretty bad. Um that you know, it's sort of the shame of the family. Um, that's that's a long time ago, Paul. Um, and not you didn't know this, did you? No, no. no. So um, you know, off off mic, I might elaborate a little bit. But um, I'm just saying that you know, in in every family, um, and and look at the beginnings of Australia. You know, coming out on those prison hulks. I mean, so our antecedents run run deep and run. And it's only a few hundred years. But I guess I mean I guess what I'm saying is there are different. There's violent and non-violent crimes, right? Hmm. Um, I think I bounce off the idea that there are things that really aren't that bad hmm. that but, have you that have you put into the same building as hmm. people who could kill I, you with a sharp toothbrush. I toothbrush. kind of agree with you, Paul. But however, hmm. I have a strong problem hmm. with white collar crime. I think that's shameful and disgusting anyone that rips off people and rips off millions or billions and 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 society has a feeling oh well you know they didn't murder anyone but i find that now i would my philosophy yeah with with the a-league um white collar criminals mm-hmm. which there are plenty around yeah um i would if i had to incarcerate them i would take your point um but I would have a separate place. But the problem is that they seem to sort of 
put everyone together. I mean, they've got this supermax prison in Goulburn, mm. which holds some uh, some fairly scary people. But um, I remember when I went out, I used to go to Long Bay regularly um, as a junior police officer. We had to do what was called the prison run, where we'd go out to all the jails and pick prisoners up, and, and we'd be in the back of the truck unarmed, and it was, God, it was scary. And I was all of 20 years of age. And um, we used to eat. I think I've mentioned it to you in, in the podcast. We used to eat at the jail and the prisoners were, were cooking for us. Yeah. And it was bloody good tucker. What do you think of my insistence that sentences for people, right, mm. and the fines they receive, I'm talking everything from parking tickets to prison sentences, mm. the, they should scale with your income. Well, so they do that in Finland. They do it. it you know what I'm saying? Like if, if yeah. you're a bil- if you're a billionaire mm. who who gets a uh, parking ticket, parking ticket, you should pay. Mate, I exp- totally totally agree with you. But that's not the but the but the no, that's not get- the case. But the thing no. is, there's a coffee shop nearby, and there's a particular guy that um, drives a particular prestige car, mm-hmm. and he parks out the front in a no stopping zone, which is really dangerous because it's next to a pedestrian crossing. Mm-hmm. And this guy, he couldn't give a flying fuck about anyone or anything. And he's he's a dead set arsewipe. And <laughs> I'd like to piss on his car, seriously. But he gets those tickets and he couldn't give a rat's ass. However, an apprentice, a first year, second year, third year apprentice in Sydney mm-hmm. that cops the same fine, which is equivalent to a day's pay, is ruined. I find yeah. that vile and offensive. Mm. And it really, it's just so out of whack. Whereas... The CEO of Nokia in Finland, and people can check this out, he got a fine for speeding, mm-hmm. and I, it's a proportion of your annual salary. And he paid somewhere between, from memory, 80 and 200,000 euro. That was his fine. Commensurate with his annual income. Now, that's fair. Agreed. Now, why on earth should you, you know, fist someone up the the backside, like an apprentice. I mean, a day's pay, for God's sake. It breaks their heart. And or, a tram really fine, or, a, or a tram fine, tram fine yeah. for, for a woman living in a and, housing estate. And also, you know. here's, a, here's a, uh, a news flash for everyone. Mm. I hate to say it, but um, criminals that commit offences, mm-hmm. they genuinely, genuinely believe they're not going to get caught. And the thing is that when they do get caught, they go through the system. But I know a few people that have done time and I defy anyone at any social gathering to know they've done time. They've come good. Now, obviously, not everyone comes good. Um, you spoke to me, uh, spoke to the, the, the wider audience some months ago about that yeah. system. Was it in France? That you don't know whether there are guards or not looking at you? The panopticon, yeah. 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 And it's, look, these are very, very, and I know that there are going to be listeners out there on both sides of the fence, and I absolutely get it. But as I get older, Paul, I Mm -hmm. really think it's very, very important for all of us to be able to see both sides of the coin. And I think as I get older, I've definitely, I'm definitely prepared to at least acknowledge and listen to other points of view. And I think it's really, really important. I think more people should do it. Um, Mm. But look, imagine the anger and the rage of 
you know, like imagine uh, your your relative, your son, your daughter, your mum, your dad, your your best friend. Imagine if they're thrown off a balcony mm-hmm. um, at schoolies up in Queensland, thrown off a balcony, and everyone's rotten drunk. They're off their face on on a cocktail of drugs. Imagine the terrible call you get to say that your son or daughter's been found at the bottom of a twenty-story building. There was a bit of an altercation, um, and you want to you want to kill those people. You 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 want blood. They have taken away a loved one. But then, over time, because of the system we have, you might get into court within a year or two. By which bit. point, I assume that some of the rage has dissipated, right? And then, maybe. Then things, maybe, maybe. maybe. Mm. You know, maybe you got, um, maybe they got to make statements from the dock, uh, the guys that are being charged, and then all of a sudden you, you know, one of them says something profound, and and then, you know, look, it's, mate, look, I'm talking hypothetically. I mean, I, yes, I've had a, a bit more experience, but look, it's, you know, I mean, everyone in, in, our, in our country... I thank God, is entitled to a defence. And then we can talk for hours about how, how you know, criminal um, barristers um, that just do defence work, mm-hmm. how they can um, defend, um, and I'm going to go low here, so let's say, um, you know, a, a, a pedophile who's, you know, murdered a, some poor kid. Um, but the pillar of our system is that that person is entitled to a defence. And I don't think we should be too critical of the person often, um, often provided by the state. I mean, for God's sake, we don't want a situation like Duarte in the Philippines where there's summary justice where they just vigilantes go out and just blow the fuck out of people. They kill them and they end up killing them because they don't like them. You know, it's just... It's, there need to be, look, there needs to be systems in you place. You need systems in place. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, the legal system is, it's yes, it's it's flawed, mm. and yes, it's bogged down, and, and family law, well, you know, that's that's a whole another nightmare. Yeah. And uh, But these systems that we have in place in this country, they elicit responses from, from people, and yes, often the responses are are totally out of kilter, but often born of extreme frustration. I'm not justifying it at all, but mm-hmm. it's such a complex issue. And these, um, you know, I was in court a few weeks ago giving evidence for that painting, and I was watching the public defenders, the uh, the court-appointed solicitors, mm-hmm. and I, I, I just I just tip my hat to them again. I've, gee, I've done a lot of hat tipping today, but... <laughs> You know, it's it's important. And Paul, if something happened to to you or Tegan, um, you know, or or someone in Tegan's family, an injustice was done, you'd want it righted. And um, and also, lawyers do pro bono work. All tiers of legal firms they do work for nothing. Yeah. It's a part of their their wonderful charter. And I have met some of the most bloody brilliant. Lawyers. I've got friends that are lawyers. I met judges. I've and 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 they're like they're a cross section of society, um, and it's but these are big topics, Paul. Yeah, big big topics. Of course. And I, you can tell I I feel feel passionately about it. I'm glad you do. And you know, 
I didn't expect the episode to go this way, but it did. And that's one of the charming things about loose units, loose ends, is that we can go on tangents. So I love tangents, Paul. I I, I love them. And, and, you know, I could, oh, mate, these, look, and I I, I got a a really lovely letter from a a helicopter pilot in England this morning. And um, he absolutely loves the podcast. He loves it. And and they're having a shitty time in London, in England. Mm. It's shit. Yeah. And then I wrote to him and I said, how beautiful uh, the weather is here. We're coming into summer. And I thought, no, I'm, I'm not going to. Um, I had a bit of a to and fro before I sent the message. And I thought, do I, do I talk about how beautiful? Because he said, how's it going over there? And I thought, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ashamed. I'm not going to hide the fact that we're blessed in this country. We've done really, really well. I mean, Melbourne, Victoria, a state that Christine and I can visit in a few weeks' time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's phenomenal what you've done. And it's been tough. And uh, while, while the rest of the world's, although there was that good news this morning, hopefully, about that. Vaccine? The vaccine. God willing. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, but you don't want to sort of get everyone lulled into a sense of false security. We still have a way to go. Of course. And, you know, speaking of tangents, we're on one right now. So we're going to quickly veer back, back and wrap this thing up. But thank you so much for listening to another episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. Uh, we've got another episode lined up for you of Loose Units proper on Tuesday. So we'll see you then. But in the meantime, have a great weekend. Stay safe and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.